Lovely to welcome back into the fold, Preet Banerjee, personal finance commentator, founder of Money Gaps. Good to have you, sir. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Okay, so we just had a really fascinating and somewhat frightening conversation with an NBC correspondent, Aaron Real, and she was talking about, I mean, there's two aspects to this story, and both of them fit right into your wheelhouse. One of them is that Zoom workers are being told to get back to the office place, which I guess is <laughs> ironic. And then there's the aspect that Zoom is basically going to data mine everything that happens on Zoom. They are using this data to train their own AI system. Zoom IQ, and they're also sharing it with ChatGPT and then Anthropic creator chatbot, it's named Claude. They say they're giving the teams an, an a federated autonomous approach so they can make their own decisions with the data. Essentially, your data on Zoom, whether it's school, business meeting, or AA meeting, is not private in any way, shape, or form. Okay, so what do you make of that? I don't tend to be all that panicky about AI, but this actually I find a little scary. Yeah, I think if more people read the terms and services of all the different apps on their phones, they might find that this is somewhat par for the course. However, that being said, you know, a lot of companies in financial services, um, uh, the legal industry, there's some private information being shared there, and the wording in this language of, I think it was a March update to their terms of service, is just so open that from a privacy and data security perspective, a lot of these firms will have to say, we need to find a different platform. And so Zoom risks losing their business or they're going to have to make some changes to these terms of service. I think it's just a matter of time before we find that a lot of these terms of services are going to move in this direction, as many already have. And this is kind of a you know what's at the heart of the the strike with um, you know the writers in in Hollywood and actors about the ability to take someone's likeness and use it for any purpose that they want and just give you one day's pay. So based on the wording, you know, from what I've seen in the terms of service, it seems like, you know, if someone famous happens to be on a Zoom call for a podcast, they then own their likeness and could, in theory, make a movie based on their likeness and not have to pay them any money. So it, they're going to have to walk that back or they're going to risk losing some customers. Yeah, because I, you know, I used to understand that the data was aggregated. So, yeah, big deal. You were searching for my knee hurts. I wonder if I have a problem, um, you know, but it wasn't traced back to you. But now it would seem that a lot of this stuff is no longer anonymized. So, you know, as Aaron Real said, you could attend a virtual AA meeting and then all of a sudden it's a matter of public record. Yeah, and that's not so much the scare. I think that would be horrific if a company ever chose to do that. That would tank their business overnight. Yeah. But in terms of what they can do in terms of training models in the future, so, you know, we've talked about, you know, voice cloning technology and how much it's progressed in the span of a few months with all this more training data. They can replicate anybody in seconds. And that's the scarier thing to me. Auditor General's report on the green belt is coming out today, and certainly our sources, and uh, Robert Benzie seems to confirm this in the pages of the Star as well, uh, would suggest that there's considerable discomfort in the Ford administration about what's going to be revealed at 11 o'clock this morning. As there should be. I mean, one of the biggest questions that has to be answered is, after the Tories came to power, why would developers buy parcels of land in the Greenbelt, which are protected from development? You know, you couldn't develop on it. And then conveniently, the land swap occurred, which allowed them to basically sell that land at a huge profit or develop it. And, you know, on the back of having made significant contributions to the party over time. Huge, huge questions that need to be answered because that is... 
I mean, that's just beyond the pale. How can you not expect to be questioned about it? It's so obviously a conflict of interest. And, and the Integrity Commissioner's report, I believe, is still to be released. But this report, I'm sure it's going to make them very uncomfortable because how could it not? Yeah, it's going to be something we're definitely going to cover as the day continues, probably as breaking news once the lockup is out and then through the day on our various shows. So we'll uh, keep our eyes on that story. Uh, no more paper bags at the LCBO. And everything these days, Preet, is a culture war, right? Like, this isn't <laughs> about paper bags. It's about liberals getting up your grill. <laughs> Listen, people will adapt. You know, if you go to the LCBO and you buy one bottle, what's the big deal? Yeah. You know, you put it in a bag, it's just sort of a protective wrapping, which isn't very protective. And if you've got a big haul, bag isn't going to cut it anyways. So I think, you know, this was going to encourage the use of reusable bags, which more and more places around the world are moving to. And the reality is, as the world's population grows, reusing anything and everything is going to become necessity if it isn't already. And it's all part of a slow phase out to to deal with the reality that, you know, the world is not sustainable with our current practices. So this is something that you're going to have to get on board with, not just bags at the old CBO, but anything that can be reused, we're moving towards that. That's just reality. I'm curious about your thoughts on a video released by the Conservatives in which Pierre Polyev's wife pays tribute to him as a father and a husband and just a principled individual. And I find it to be a very compelling ad, but I also find it very funny that the same people who are infuriated by Justin Trudeau posing on social media with his kids are saying, look at that, Pierre Polyev's such a good father. Yeah, you know, uh, first of all, it is a very well-produced ad. Yeah. The the copywriting on it is almost perfect. Um, it, it's really, really well done. I think that's going to score some points for him for sure. I didn't think that the use of his children was egregious in terms of compared to other politicians, you know, standing up for family values and, and what have you. That seems par for the course. It is ironic that, you know, or maybe funny that, you know, the people who are up in arms about the use of uh, or use of just the prime minister going to movies with his children. That is yeah. just normal. But to say that that's somehow some kind of a prop and then not to say something about this video, uh, there's a disconnect there for sure. Neither of these things bother me. Trudeau going to Barbie with uh, one of his sons and then going to Oppenheimer with one of his daughters. That doesn't bother me. This ad with Pierre Poiliev and his family didn't look egregious to me at all. None of this bothers me. Yeah, no, it's it's all on the same platform. It's just parents being parents and politicians selling themselves as a brand. Uh, yeah. Taylor Swift tickets are going on sale, and it's worth noting. I mean, this is for the uh, uh, Toronto experience that I think there's only four cities in the world that have as many dates as Toronto is going to have. So she is just going to take possession of this city for a week. <laughs> yeah, she boost the economy based on you know the economic impact analysis that people have done about taylor swift's concerts elsewhere in the world um it, and i hope everyone who's registered to try and get tickets gets a ticket uh, i think the odds are pretty low i think it's like four percent but the alternative is you know the old way of selling tickets for a lot of these concerts is you just release them all ticket bots buy them all and instantly mark up the prices you know 100 200 percent so even though you may not get a ticket 
um, you know, at a relatively cheap price. And I use that, you know, in quotes, because no matter what, it's going to be expensive. At least you have a chance, you know, as a fan uh, to avoid a significant markup. Well, and you're younger than me, but probably old enough to remember when we always had to appoint a friend who was going <laughs> to go yeah. camp out at Ticketmaster in a mall somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now as things become digital, you know, that that line has been bypassed by algorithms who, you know, you send one bot to buy a thousand tickets and then you mark them up and make a lot of money. Yeah, no, this is going to be worth billions to Toronto, but you're right. I think some fans are going to be disappointed. Thanks a lot, sir. Good to have you. Thank you. That is Preet Banerjee. If you like what Preet Banerjee has to say, you might want to check out the website Money Gaps, where he writes and uh, posts about personal finance issues.